of the stuff. Some of it is true. Some of it is completely false. But the truth is, and I'm saying it here now, is that Derek Jackson was involved with other women outside the marriage. But the same way that I preach, you know, men and women in this situation need to face consequences of their actions, um, deserve to be held accountable. Guess what? Derek Jackson's no exemption. He, he's not exempt from that. I'm also not a victim. I'm, nobody made me do this. Uh, she didn't make me or push me to do it. The next person didn't make me. No friend influenced me. It don't matter how I was raised and what trauma, whatever. Look, I made decisions. I made a series of decisions that I got to account for. There's no excuse or justification. I've already made that bet and have, have had to lie in it. Um, and now we're finally getting on to the other side personally in our own healing and our own marital oneness. Um, and now this is being made public to you guys. So we're bringing that forth to you guys to let you know where we're at with that. But did you want to say anything? Cut that shit off. Cut that shit the fuck off, B. Cut her off, period. Cut that shit off, bro. shit cut that shit oh man what happened to your mans hey you need to put your man on your man looking bad out here <laughs> man listen this this been i mean this ain't been a great week for me but it's been a great week for me on the sense of this nigga finally got exposed. I am so fucking happy about this. Like, you know, you usually don't want to see brothers fall. But when you got a brother talking down on other brothers and their infidelities and shit that ain't really your motherfucking business. You love to see the downfall. Now, I am all for my brothers getting money, getting cheese, getting millions, getting billions and trillions and all that shit. But to do that and tear down other brothers while doing that shit, that's some hoe ass shit. And Derek Jackson is no motherfucking man. He is no exception. Now, yeah, at first, though, I ain't play you the footage before that when he lied. 
and said that <laughs> that nigga said <laughs> that I developed a relationship with God and it ruined my life. You going to hell. <laughs> Yo, simp ass is going to hell. This nigga was selling ladies wolf tickets with his self-help advice. Talk down on the niggas that cheated. Doing his videos from his cars. Knowing damn well you was just leaving your side bitch house. Stop playing. Then the man had I normally don't do gossip shit but this is some uh this is something that's near and dear to my heart because I'm a single black man that probably have lost out on relationships because of the advice of this motherfucker now I'm not saying he's the main cog of this shit but let me tell you something man this nigga's a small cog but I didn't probably lost out on pussy and relationships 10% of it because of this nigga. Real talk. This nigga was, you know, the black woman is God and yah, 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 and all that extra shit. Meanwhile, you doing the same shit that Future and Quavo and Offset are doing. You're just a low budget version of them. You remember Space Jam? When Charles Barkley lost his ball playing ability and that girl called him a wannabe. That's what you are. You're a wannabe Russell Wilson. You're not the real thing. You don't have his money. You don't have his woman. You don't have that contract. You tried to play football and that didn't work out for you as I could see. But you had your lady on there, son. Looking like Aunt Jemima, Harriet Tubman, Whoopi Goldberg on that bitch. Had Shorty on there looking like Sealy and shit. <laughs> Playing motherfucking <laughs> patty cake, patty cake and shit. Shorty ain't wiped the coal out her eyes. See why he's cheating on you and why. <laughs> and I seen the women he cheated with. Them chicks is like eights and nines. You know, Shorty. I don't know, maybe a six or a seven. I mean, she don't look that bad. But I'm just saying, though, you could have dolled Shorty up a little bit. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Makeup cheap as fuck, B. Have you seen the wonders that makeup has done? But I just had to get on here, man, and talk some shit about this nigga. But I'm done, man. I'm done, man. The simp author, Derek Jackson, cheated on his wife after pushing a false narrative for his whole life, talking down on black men who are unfaithful when you're doing the same thing. So were you talking about yourself, my nigga? Yeah, but if you want this nigga to get more work, listen to Charlemagne's donkey of the day. He got that work. But anyway, lad, I'm going to start off with this. This is going to be some, this is called the day before King No episode, whatever. You know, I don't put episode numbers, nigga. I just go in. Now, I checked out some Wu-Tang albums that I feared checking out because of the Ghostface and Raekwon verses. Now, I did not want to check out Raekwon's second album, Mobilarity. I remember when that album came out and I saw the track list and Ghostface Killer was not on there. I'm like, no, Ghostface? Man, I ain't checking out this bullshit. I don't care what Ray puts out. I'm not checking out this album. Because the chemistry between Ghost and Ray made only built for Cuban Links and Iron Man classic albums. 
And then, I mean, I never checked out Method Man to Cal 2000 for some reason. I don't know why, but I was kind of turned off. I mean, Breakups to Makeups, great song, but the album had 28 fucking tracks, and I wasn't sure if I was going to put all that shit on a CD or an iPod. That's what turned me off about that. Pretty Tony album by Ghostface Killer. I listened to that shit and um, when I was younger, and I fucking hated that album. I did not like Tush with Missy Elliott at all. I loved Run. Run was the best song on that album. But after further evaluation, I decided to give these three albums another chance. You know, I was kind of late to Liquid Swords too. And I realized that's a classic too, but by Jizza, but I checked out a mobility. It had it was solid. It wasn't great, but it was still a solid project by Raekwon. It was some bullshit on there for sure, but it wasn't like god awful. It was listenable, but you know, compared to fucking Only Built for Cuban Links, it's a peon. Um Takao 2000 was not that bad. It was pretty bad. It was banging. It just wasn't a classic album. And it wasn't better than its predecessor, but it's not. Takao is not that much better than Takao 2000. Takao 2000 was dope. It's right there. It's a level behind. Meth doesn't necessarily put out the best albums, per se. He only has one classic. But, you know, some of his albums have some dope songs on it. And then, also, I checked out Pretty Tony, and I was like, damn, this is a pretty good album. Damn, I was wild disrespectful as a kid. It was a decent album. I liked the track he had with Jackie O. That shit was pretty good. I fuck with, um, Run. It's, you know, it just, the album just had a slow start. And Tush wasn't that bad of a song. Ghost and Missy had chemistry. It just wasn't one of the best Ghost songs to me. But Pretty Tony had some bangers on it. Anyway. Sad news. Sad, sad, sad news out of Charlotte. LaMelo Ball is injured for the year. He has a wrist, a fractured wrist injury, which he just completed successful surgery on and is expected to miss the rest of the season. While the Hornets are going on a playoff run. I'm pretty sure they'll be in the play-in game. But depending on the opponent is whether I think they'll make the playoffs or not. Still have no idea. My prayers go out to LaMelo Ball. Because that's one of my... That's one of the guys that can crack my top 10 favorite players, man. He's one of the my favorite players in the league. He's in that top 10. Because I don't like that many motherfuckers anyway. I don't even like 7 or 8 niggas. Um, LeBron James has officially been diagnosed, you know, with a high ankle sprain, and he is out for a month. Now, a month starting today would be like April 24th is his alleged comeback day. And they definitely need him back by May because May, they play some of the most difficult opponents. If you listen to last show, if you checked out the opponents that they played... If I just went down the line, I don't know if I did that. 
But they have a tough schedule. They play a lot of Western Conference contenders. So they definitely need LeBron James as they got their ass kicked last night by the Pelicans, which is a team that always finds a way to blow leads, and they didn't blow this one. Sad news out of the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Lakers legend Elgin Baylor passed away of natural causes yesterday. I believe he was 86. Um, the Laker legend was a double-double king. He was a small forward, and he was teamed up alongside uh, Jerry West and Wilt Chamberlain during deep playoff runs, which didn't result in the championship for Baylor as he ended up retiring the year that they won their first champ. Jerry West won their first championship alongside Wilt Chamberlain. But he was a forward that averaged a double-double every season and damn near every season. I mean, his career averages are insane. He's definitely one of the 25 best basketball players ever. Probably a top five, definitely a top 10 small forward of all time. So rest in peace to the legend. Rumors out of the Lakers. Um, There is a rumor that came out that Montrez Harrell was getting traded. It's a possibility that his name is being thrown around in trades. After Montrez took damn near a $62 million pay cut because the Charlotte Hornets offered him a five-year $80 million contract last year. It might have been five. It might have been four-year. It was high. It was a five-year maximum $80 million contract. Trez Harrell turned down because Rich Paul, his agent, said, hey, Help LeBron out. Take a pay cut. Man, if I'm Montrez Harrell, I will fire my agent. Period. If I get traded, I am firing Rich Paul. Period. Point blank. And there's a lot of people that want him. Um. Alright, there's rumors of a J.J. Reddick buyout. And he says he prefers to play for a team that's close to his home in Brooklyn. <laughs> I swear, if he goes to the Nets, it's over. I mean, it's already over because these dudes are winning games without Kyrie and Kevin Durant with just James Harden and the role players. Can you imagine if J.J. Reddick comes over there? That'd be ridiculous. I think J.J. Reddick personally should go to back should go to Philly where they didn't want to pay him 20 M's, which he got two years, $25 million from New Orleans. So a, a Reddick buyout is imminent. I think he's probably going to go to the Sixers. Andre Drummond is possibly expected to be bought out by the Cavaliers because they nobody wanted to, to trade for him, which is crazy. But um, I believe that Dallas should go and get him. Dallas, Golden State. But, you know, there's rumors of him going to the Lakers and stuff like that. I don't believe those rumors. But um, LaMarcus Aldridge is expected to be either traded or bought out. Um, He wants to go to the Heat, from what I hear. And that will be a big, big help for them. That would push the Heat into that Eastern Conference championship picture. I would love to see the Heat in the 76ers with Aldridge on the team. I'm no the heat, not the heat in the 76, heat in the nets. But um, according to hoophypes.com, here are some of the top 10. Here's the top 10 players who have appeared in the most trade rumors over the last few days. 
Now, the reason why I'm referencing HoopsHype.com is they're very accurate when it comes down to trade rumors and trade talks. So check this out. All right. The Cavaliers have been looking to move JaVale McGee now. Um, The Trailblazers seem to have an interest. The Brooklyn Nets, those are the only two teams right now that are interested in him. But my thoughts on it, as I said before, Dallas Mavericks, Brooklyn Nets, L.A. Lakers. Why not? Go back to where you won your third title. I believe he's got three. Yeah, your third title at. Because, you know, they're trying to trade Trez anyway. Fuck it. Go for what you know. I mean, the Los Angeles Clippers definitely could use him to go alongside Serge Ibaka. Shit, that's a fantasy draft thing right there. Toronto Raptors could use him. Boston Celtics. There's a lot of teams that could use JaVale McGee right now. Evan Fournier. I mean, Evan Fournier has a $15 million expiring contract, even though Evan Fournier, there's been rumors that he did not want to come back to Orlando, and he called cap on it. He called cap. But Golden State could use Evan Fournier right now. He's not a star, but on the offensive end, he can do what Klay Thompson does. Come off screens, shoot shots, occasionally drive it to the basket. Problem with Fournier is he can't defend a small child. That's the only problem. Um, the Denver Nuggets and the Knicks have won it. Fournier. And Fournier fits in both situations. I think that would be lovely for him. But my ideal place for Evan Fournier is Golden State or the Philadelphia 76ers. That's just me. Harrison Barnes. The Sacramento Kings are trying to move Harrison Barnes. He has two seasons left on his contract. I mean, shit, the Kings suck anyway. So I guess moving a part like Harrison Barnes, who has championship experience. Um, I mean, Barnes can help a playoff team. I mean, a lot, uh, Boston Celtics want him. And that's not a bad choice for them because he can run that motion offense. That bullshit offense that has the fucking Boston Celtics losing. But what are they going to trade for Harrison Barnes? They're going to give him some young guys? You know, because Boston has a lot of young talent that doesn't even see the fucking floor. But, you know, the Kings don't have an asking price for him. But where do I see Harrison Barnes fitting? I mean, New York Knicks. Um, That's probably about it. Really, the Knicks could definitely use him but I don't know how I mean Barnes just plays ball he doesn't really necessarily have anything great to his game that can instantly help a team I mean he could go back to Golden State fuck it John Collins name has been in a lot of trade talks Atlanta I I, I mean I don't understand why Atlanta wants to move him he wants to stay in Atlanta you don't get motherfuckers every day talking about I want to be a hawk the rest of my career. But it doesn't matter. Um, the Hornets said, you know, they 
you know, if you if, if a team lands somebody like John Collins, they're going to have to extend his contract. And the Hornets have inquired about John Collins, which would, ooh, would blow the doors off the Hornets. That would be the piece right there to complete the Hornets. But I don't know what position he would play. I mean, it'll probably be him, Biombo. It'll be him and Biombo in the front court along with um, Bridges, uh... Rosier and Ball, so yeah, that'd be interesting. Norman Powell, somebody's name that's been in uh, a lot of talks. He is averaging 23 points per game this season. Is that true? I mean, Kyle Lowry and uh, uh, Norman Powell are hot names. Now, uh, Norman Powell, I want to uh, see, I mean, the Sixers are trying to get him from what I hear. And I'm like, really? Wow. That would definitely put them in Brooklyn Nets territory if they grab him. Norman Powell is a killer. Let's not get that fucked up. He can, he, he's out there. He's going for the kill. He wants your head on his wall. Now, um, Norm Powell, I think I want to see him in Detroit. A lot of people, you know, disagree with me when I said that. I'm like, listen. Detroit doesn't need superstars. Detroit needs a group of players that can work together well. And then we'll worry about the other pieces later. But a piece like Powell, this young in his career, no injuries, no no bullshit. He just comes out there and puts up 20. That's what you need in, in the deep. Lonzo Ball has been a hot name on the list, but I feel like the Pelicans should keep him. I mean, the Sixers have been mentioned, and the Clippers has been the leading candidate to get Lonzo, as I said on a previous show, but fuck it. Why not, Clippers? Ball out for ball. But I feel like he should stay on the Pelicans, man. I highly doubt that they're going to move Lonzo Ball this year. Ball is set to be a free agent this season. Victor Oladipo has been one of the hottest, if not the hottest name on the market. Oladipo has expressed when he was a pacer that he wanted to play for the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat are reluctant to go get him. And also the Knicks have been reluctant because Houston wants everything but the kitchen sink for him. But if someone stupid bites on Oladipo, I don't know. Who could use Oladipo right now? Because Oladipo's game has always been questionable to me. Some days he looks like an all-star. Some days he looks like an average-ass player. That's just me. But honestly, he should go back to Indiana. I mean, low-key, they could use him right now. Because, ooh-wee, they suck right now. I thought Indiana was going to take that next step this season. But you see the losses of Oladipo and the injury to TJ Warren has really affected this team. But I don't know where I would want to see Oladipo go because he's just weird to me. Spencer Dinwiddie's been a hot name on the trade market because, I mean, they're going to, you know, Dinwiddie's a bargaining chip for them to go get a a, a high-powered center. But, hey, you know, um, they, you know, they've been talking with Miami And uh, Dinwiddie 
wants to obviously stay on Brooklyn, but I don't know about that. You know, with his injury history and stuff, you know, he tore his ACL coming out of college. You know, he was a second round, wasn't he a second round pick of the Pistons? And he never really necessarily played, and we traded him, and he became like a damn near all-star candidate. Uh, Kyle Lowry, of course, has um, been a hot name. Uh, Miami's the front runner because Lowry wants to play for Miami. And that would be great. I mean, Goran, I mean, I don't know. They might have to give up Goran Dragic to get him. But if Goran could stay and Lowry to go with Jimmy Butler and all those other guys, I mean, shit, these, these dudes can definitely uh, contend for the uh, championship again. I mean, Duncan Robinson's obviously going to be a piece in that trade because, you know, he fell off a little bit. And, you know, honestly, Golden State could use Duncan Robinson right now. If I'm Golden State, I'm calling Miami about Duncan Robinson. That's another guy that could do what Clay does. But again, he's another guy that cannot defend a small child. He cannot defend a fucking cone. And Aaron Gordon is the hottest name on the trade market. I don't understand why, because I don't think Aaron Gordon has reached his potential. Despite playing for the Orlando Magic for years, he never grew into the star that he was supposed to be. And the Boston Celtics want him bad. B-A-D. Bad. I did not expect to be on here 25 minutes, but you're here with me right now. I'm going to wrap this shit up expeditiously by saying this. Um... You know, they've talked to Sacramento about a Gordon and a Harrison Barnes swap. Boston discussed Marcus Smart being in a deal, then pulling Smart from the deal. And instead of, you know, instead adding a young player in the first round pick for him. Honestly, man, Aaron Gordon's not worth a first round pick. I'm sorry. He's not worth a first, first round pick. He's worth a couple of second rounders and a starter, maybe. But that's all. I mean, um, before I get to it, Aaron Gordon, I don't know, man. I don't see where he would fit on any team, to be completely honest. I think he should stay where he is, but he can help Boston out a little bit. He can give them 15 points. As, as bad as Boston is doing right now, yeah. But I will be back Thursday. Probably. I will be probably back Thursday or Friday with another episode probably called The Day Of or The Day After. You know, shit like that with trade deadline grades. So I'll keep you posted. But this is King Known Uncensored the day before. And I'm out of here.